0: Hello. Today, I have a really great guest, Brendan, and I'm not going to say your last name. I was going to try, but you know, we could do that. (laughs) I'll do that off camera so that I don't murder it in any way. No, tell us how to, um, who you are, and what brought you here today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, sir. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, my name's Brendan. I'm the founder of Master Talk. Master Talk is a YouTube channel I started to help people with communication. But how I got started was when I was in college. I did these things called case competitions in business school. Think of it like professional sports, Sarah, but for nerds. Mm -hmm. So, while other guys my age were playing rugby or basketball or baseball, I wasn't one of those guys. I did presentations competitively. That's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, I started teaching a lot of these students on how to communicate, not because I was a great coach, because the alternative they had was nobody. Yeah. So I just started to help them. And then it led to what it is today.
0: Building your own intellectual teams. I love that. That's fantastic. Um, and it looks like it's really um, been positive for you. I mean, some of the clients that you've had and and tell us about what got you started into really loving to be a speaker and a presenter
1: yeah absolutely Sarah so so for me, you're absolutely right you know I didn't expect a lot of the success that came my way. I'm very fortunate and super grateful like for me it really just started with you know an idea I had in my basement where I felt that a lot of the information I was sharing to the students wasn't really available for free with the world. So for somebody let's say in Cambodia or some seven year old in Kenya they don't really have access to these types of communication resources. So I just started making videos. Well, I was working a, like a really good corporate job. I didn't think I was ever going to do this full time. And then I started getting a lot of clients and a lot of recognition from the channel. So I was able to build a business on the back end and and take this a lot more seriously.
0: Oh, I love that. And YouTube's been a really great medium for people to be able to access types of resources that you can't access otherwise. Um, and, you know, getting, like you said, the information in front of people who would have a harder time accessing the information and getting those kinds of resources what are some skills that you um, advise people to have before getting into something like a speaking presentation type of um, career?
1: Yeah, absolutely, sir. So here's what I would say, you know, for, let's start here. Communications for all of us. And the reason is because it affects every area of our life. It's not just about this work presentation we have to give or a promotion we want to get. It's the way that we raise our children. It's the way that we talk to our families, it's the way that we order food at a restaurant. And once we realize that, we should all be taking it seriously. So now the next question becomes, how do we practice it in a way that's comfortable for us? So the way that I always see this, Sarah, is communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. So one of those balls is storytelling, body language, facial expressions, it can get really confusing. So what I encourage people to start with is ball number one, which in my opinion is the random word exercise. Pick a random word like fruit bowl, like child, like TV screen, and create random presentations out of thin air. And this really helps you think on your feet and also helps you make sense out of nonsense, meaning you can make sense out of anything.
0: I love that. That's a really great advice and very um, it, kind of a fun exercise to maybe do with your younger ones to teach them how to come up with their own ideas about a, a topic, you know, and do that. Um, what is it? Uh, now the word is just raced out of my mind. Um, improv, uh, you know, type of uh, access. So that's kind of fun. What else do you I, I mean, does somebody who is, you know, more introverted and shy, like how would you help them kind of bust out of their shell?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. So so a couple of thoughts there. You know, the first thing that I would say is there's a big misconception on introverts and how they're not great communicators because they always compare themselves to extroverts. So the, the way that I actually start this to kind of turn the question on its head a little bit is I actually tell them why they're better communicators. So there's actually three things that introverts do way better than extroverts can do, and and trust me, being an extrovert, I can attest to that, as to why introverts have an advantage. So, let's talk about those three things. The first one is introverts are exceptional listeners. Mm. Because they talk less – They naturally listen more. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So they're a lot more comfortable. Whereas somebody like me, it actually took a long time for me to get really good at listening. And it's not a means to go because I always want to talk. That's why I'm a podcast guest, right? I just like talking all the time. Right. So that's one piece. The introvert can listen more effectively and adapt the message faster. Number two, pausing. Pausing is the most important tool in communication, Sarah, where we pause to emphasize key points in our message. But an introvert is comfortable in silence because, once again, they don't really talk that much. So because of that, it's easy for them to implement pausing in their speeches and their presentations. Whereas an extrovert, really difficult. Because mm-hmm. whenever we're at a bar, we're at a party, we're at an event, and there's a pause, we immediately want to fill it up. Like, Sarah, what's your favorite color? So we're always feeling pressure when there's a space yeah and then finally accessibility Mm -hmm. right it just means that when we think of Gary Vaynerchuk the social media mogul you either like the guy or you don't Mm -hmm. but with somebody like Brene Brown you never say I hate Brene Brown yeah
0: Accessible. Yeah, definitely. No, I like that, too. And I, I mean, I love them both, too, because they both have great messages to be learned from and experience, right? Um, and you can gain so much knowledge through other people's experiences. That's why I loved being a podcaster, because I can gain so much from all these other experience, you know, people's experiences. Um, and, you know, in my home, particularly, um, we have all autistics. And so communication is something that comes very easy for some of us and a little bit harder and more challenging for others, for our son, particularly. How do you start a building block of teaching communication? Is that something, is that a question just out there? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So, so for kids specifically, you're asking.
0: Yeah, just I have a lot of parents that are listeners. So, how can you? What would you say? Maybe, what did your parents do to implement good communication for you? Because it started there for you.
1: Absolutely. You know. You know. Think a good way of saying this is I was actually a terrible communicator most of my life, and, but it had nothing to do with my parents. <laughs> it's, it's because I grew up in, in Montreal, Canada. And for those who are listening to this and don't know, Montreal's a city where you need to know how to speak French, sir. Mm-hmm. So I went, to the, I went through a French education system, meaning every presentation I gave was in a language I didn't know because mm-hmm. French is my second language. So I struggled yeah. a lot with communication for most of my life. My parents made me go to French school for my own good because I needed to learn the language to be wow. successful here. Which, of course, I'm I'm grateful for today. But I think your question actually brings about a bigger point, which is, what's the problem with the education system? Why do we all grow up being fearful communicators? The answer is actually really simple. We learn how to speak in school, Sarah. But all of those presentations have three things in common, which are problems. They're all mandatory. You -hmm. never get to speak on something you're passionate about. And they're all punishable. Mm -hmm. Meaning, nobody wakes up and says, hey, you want to get breakfast and present all day? Nobody.
0: Yeah. maybe <laughs> no, just, <Yeah. laughs> a cat, just a few of us right rare breeds
1: <laughs> right so that's one piece it's like me and you basically yeah yeah. <laughs> and then the, the second piece is really passion like when we have 12 13 year old boys and girls who are being asked to speak it's never what do you care about do you care about books or mm. trees or nature no you got to talk about shakespearean poetry and they're just like what what is that and then you have to yeah. talk about the history of missouri you're like, I don't even lift it.
0: Exactly. No, those are such great points to bring up. When you engage your children in their interests, they are so much more willing, excited, uh, self confident. You bring out the self confidence, you start building this trust with them, and you can start building better communication.
1: Exactly. Which brings us to number three, by the way, the worst thing of all, every presentation is tied to a punishment, the education system. So if you don't do a great job, you get punished for it. You lose 20% of your grade. So we grew up believing that communication is a chore. So going back to your question around what can parents do, the answer is simple. The random word exercise is fun. There's another piece that I recommend, parents, called the buyer's presentation. So essentially, when your child comes up to you and says they want something, Hmm. force them to make a presentation around it. And 80% of the time, they actually won't do it, and you'll save a bunch of money.
0: Hey, I really like that idea. I don't think my fifth grader is going to love it, but I am. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And she's going to be busy. She loves art, so maybe she'll do a lot of illustrating, right? (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Now for our older, you know, kids, teens that want to get into maybe um, speaking or um, what do they do in school? What kind of exercises after school do they have? Those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So happy to talk about that. So what's nice about all the exercises we're talking about today is they apply for any age group. Mm. So let me go through a couple of them. I call them my easy threes. So the first one is definitely the random word exercise. So that can be played at any age. So what I recommend parents do especially is to do that with their kids when they're taking a family trip, when they're going somewhere, they're having dinner. So instead of you're listening to music, you're kind of bouncing words back and forth. And it's, it's it's worked really well. That's one piece. The second one is called question drills. We get asked questions all the time in our life, but most of us are reactive to them. We're not really mm. proactive to those questions. Like I remember a few years ago, sir, I got asked this funny funny question when I was terrible at guesting. And the question was, where does the fear of communication come from? And I said, I don't know, uh, Los Angeles, San Diego?
0: <laughs>
1: but, so I wasn't that good at answering questions. So the question drill is just pick a question every day that you think people will ask you about your expertise. And just ask yourself that question. Questions you can ask your kids are like, what's the biggest lesson you learned this year? If you had to give advice to your younger self, et cetera. And the last one, just send video messages. Send video messages to your relatives, your grandparents, the people around you. It just makes the world a better place and it helps you practice.
0: No, I love that idea too. And I think it does, it helps you practice. Um, just being on camera. That's one thing that I've reached out to in a women's group that I have lately is video content. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable sitting in front of my podcast doing videos, but why can't I pick my phone up and hit any kind of record in any of the apps where I should be making video content and feel okay about it, this imposter syndrome. And I'm sure that you know and talk or hear about that. Can touch on that for us a little bit.
1: Absolutely, Sarah. I'm like the king of imposter syndrome. The reason I say that is because I started mastering when I was 22, and today my average client is 20 years older than I am, so I definitely can can relate to imposter syndrome. So, so here's the story I'll, uh, I'll tell to help us understand this better. So let's say I came to your city, Sarah. What what state do you live in, or or country? Utah? Okay, Salt Lake you know,
0: Utah.
1: City. <laughs> uh, so, so let's say I came to Salt Lake. Despite despite your warnings around this. <laughs> it is
0: beautiful, right? Actually. So for Nate, we'll go for a nice hike. There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> so so let's say I came to Salt Lake and I would say something like, Sarah, you know, I'm in the city. What should I do? You'll probably tell me, oh, Brennan, you have to go on this hike. You have to go to this restaurant. You have to go check this thing out. In the same way, by the way, if you came to Montreal and you asked me, hey, I'm in the city. What should I do? I'll probably tell you, right? Mm-hmm. But don't you find that odd, Sarah? Because we're not tour guides. We don't even think, huh, am I credible to tell Brendan or Sarah what they should do in my own city? I mean, I'm not the number one expert here. I'm not approved by Yelp, yet we don't even think about whether or not we're credible. Whereas there's some Mm -hmm. pieces of information in our mind where we question everything. Oh, should I share this? It's important. So what's the punchline? What does being an expert even mean, I love
0: that, Yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of people think that it's, you know, having a PhD degree, but I think it's just being one step ahead of the next person. So just start with the person you're comfortable with first.
0: Lived experience, I think, you know, helps too. And just having that um, perspective, I know from our family, we started with our son being diagnosed with autism at 16 months old, all the way up to me at 45 and everyone in between. And so there's such a different perspective now that we have, and we can look back and say, okay, well, we were looking at it one way back then, but now we've grown and now we're growing again. We just constantly are on this growing path of learning about ourselves, about our communities and just you know how to be better at at doing all of it, right?
1: <laughs> well said. I completely agree. It's it's really how do we push ourselves to that next level of growth?
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, what are you doing? Tell us about what is your um future. What's what's on the calendars for you?
1: Yeah, for sure, sir. You know, for me, what what's most exciting is to keep expanding the vision of what I'm doing. You know, I'm off to a good start, which is good. You know, I've done I've done well for my short time on earth, but I think mm-hmm. for me the next step is really to keep scaling this up so really my resources on communication can be accessible to everyone on earth. That's really the the goal.
0: Absolutely. And do you have um in, I saw you have a book that is also available, right? Is is a, am I correct about that?
1: Yeah, it's a close, so close. So I got two things. The okay. first one is is the YouTube channel so you can just go to yes, MasterTalk please. and check that out. And that's just like hundreds of free videos. And then the second thing is a free training. So I do okay. a free workshop on communication over Zoom that people can jump to. Yeah. It's live. It's not like some boring recording. Mm-hmm. And I facilitate that. You can go to rockstarcommunicator.com and anyone can jump in. It doesn't. You don't have to be an executive. You could be a kid. You're more than welcome to, to jump that's in fantastic. at any
0: age. Oh, that's great. And what kind of audience do you find you mostly have? Like you said, probably people older than you. And how are they, you know, at taking your advice? And are are people moving well?
1: yeah absolutely you know I'm, I'm super great i've worked with hundreds of executives that. now now it's like my seventh year coaching at this i started when i was 19 but i would say uh, a lot of them a lot of people who watch my youtube videos actually funny enough sarah are not actually my clients because usually my clients they don't they don't watch youtube videos. they watch one or two and go okay i'll just pay the guy and i'll have access <laughs> to right so so that's that's why i care a lot about my channel so for me the yeah. people who, who watch my youtube videos are the people who can't afford me mm-hmm. so they're usually like for example one of my friends he's Spends his weekends teaching his kids communication through my videos. So he'll say, okay, team, let's watch this video from Brendan okay. on YouTube. That's free. And then they just – so that's that's mostly who my target is. And my clients, they'll just find me. It's, it's fine.
0: That's fantastic. I think that's yeah. a great way to, to be. And – Grassroots, right? I, I think that, you know, just as I am doing with my channel, just trying to build it and grow a podcast and audiences and, and anything like that. What are um, one or two good pieces of advice you want to leave with our listeners today?
1: Absolutely, Sarah. I would say it's just a question. And the question is simply this. How would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? You know, I find a lot of talk around communication public speaking is so negative. It's always around the stress and the fear and the anxiety. And that's how we get better. I mean, we dream about the vacations we want to go on, the businesses we want to start, the life we want to live. But we never really dream about our communication skills. Mm-hmm. So I'd encourage people who are listening to, to start that process today. Spend 10 minutes just reflecting on, huh, how would my life be different if it was better? How would the relationship with my kids change? How would the relationship with my family change? Or at work or in my business? And if we start to reflect on that, we'll change our energy around communication take it more seriously
0: yeah definitely and you know that brought up a thought for me too and and how different generations um have learned how to communicate um and how bless their hearts how much better of a chance like we have now being able to voice our opinions you know in our family we you know our 10 year old has the ability to tell us that I'm in a bad mood. I am not like, I want my space. I don't want to talk right now about things. And that's okay. Like those are the types of relationships we need to build so that they can feel comfortable saying, okay, I'm feeling better now. Let's talk about how my day was a bad day or my, you know, this test was, was really intimidating for me at school, but having these lines of communication open and teaching your children how to use them Is key because without those, they're struggling. And this is where we probably find a lot of our kids who are, you know, struggling with behaviors. And one huge thing I always say, and I know we've never even met or anything, but my like huge thing that I say is behavior is communication. Everything we do is communication. And all of the punishments, like you said, and all of those things, like if we just learned how to communicate correctly, if we just taught how to communicate correctly, think of all of the things we could accomplish and how many of those errors we could fix.
1: I I completely agree. I love what you shared around behaviors, communication, and I definitely believe it's the key that will unlock a lot of happiness in the world.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hope so. We're definitely on the same page with that. I agree. I agree it's been such a pleasure to have you on today and to get to know you a little bit better. And I'm really rooting for you and your success. I'll definitely be going and, um, following your YouTube channel and please do the same for me if you could, and, you know, go on and I'm still growing mine as well. It's not, um, uh, it, it's so funny because, you know, I look at my kids channels and they have these nonsense videos that, get, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. And I, I am like, how, what's happening here? How are these (laughs) kids gaining so much access to the people? But at the same time, Even though like, I know that the stuff that I have has value, it's, it's hard to some, like the imposter syndrome, you know, gosh, if I could only, you know, (laughs) make these little videos like my kids, but no, I, I think it's great that they're learning how to access and be entrepreneurs almost on their own by doing these types of things. So good on you for like starting so early and getting on top of that.
1: Thanks, Sarah. And, and great to yeah, see that your your kids are celebrities and stars. That's I love that.
0: Right? Who knew? <laughs> I I guess they have their life set up for them. Well, you know, one of my kids has a published book. Um, she played, when she was eight. She published her own illustrated book. So I think that giving your kids access to be bigger than they are and have this idea that they can do whatever they you know you put their your mind to, or like you said, they lean towards their interests. And then there's so much success to be found there.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: definitely. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure. One more time before we go, tell us your website and your social medias and YouTube channel.
1: Absolutely, Sarah. It was such a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. So two ways to keep in touch. One is the YouTube channel. Just go to Master Talk in one word. You'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to communicate ideas. And then number two, is my free workshop every two weeks you can just go to rockstarcommunicator.com and even if you're introverted just jump on in and close your camera and you're just fine too
0: i love that thanks for you know giving access to for people to do that because that is such a a comfortable way to be able to show up for some people
1: absolutely so,
0: fantastic well what a wonderful come conversation today and i really appreciate your time and we'll definitely be in touch
1: absolutely sarah thanks again Thank you.